All right, joining me now is George Weedman, uh, better known by millions of uh, fans on YouTube as Super Bunny Hop. George, <laughs> millions. <laughs> let's millions, say, let's say millions, you. hundreds of thousands at least. Someday, maybe millions. Someday. <laughs> A day very close in the future. Uh, well, George is kind enough to uh, jump on and join us from uh, Cologne, Germany, where he is at Gamescom, and he has had a chance for the last two, three days now of uh, walking yeah. around the floor and uh, seeing all of the greatness that is happening over there. I am calling from a stand-up office desk in some cheap, crappy student housing in like the the, the poor immigrant neighborhood of Köln. So that I can bring you this live everyday news report of Gamescom. Lost my bags through United Airlines. I, I got lost in the woods in the mountains for a day on the way over here. Whoa, I tell you. Good lord, we're lucky but, uh, to have you on here in one piece. Uh, yeah, and, and not only am I here in one piece, but I also did play video games for like a few hours on, uh, once I was here. But But... I now have an outlet for writing stories about things that might not have everything to do with gaming through my Patreon, and I can't wait to uh, make money writing stuff about the the shit I just went through. <laughs> is this your first time at Gamescom? Yes, yes it is. I've had fans begging me for years to show up, but uh, I've never really had a good excuse to until United Airlines put some tickets on sale for Stupidly Cheap back in February that happened to correlate with when Gamescom was happening. So I took that opportunity and uh, had a lot to gain from it. I've I've been loving this trip. What, uh, what have you seen so far? What sticks out for you? Um... As far as uh, Gamescom itself goes, I uh, really had quite a pleasant surprise with Hat in Time. Uh, Wolfenstein 2 seems solid. Um, I got to play some Skyrim VR, which was a complete shit show. But uh, <laughs> I guess I guess we can walk our way through those as the podcast goes on. Sure, absolutely. Um Gamescom is. A, so I was at E3 a little bit earlier this year. I'm not sure if you were at that as well. But Gamescom differs a little bit because it's more of a consumer convention as opposed to you know announcing hardware. This is more of the software, and it's a lot more gameplay footage. It's a lot more hands-on with games as we're getting a little bit closer to launch with it. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. I imagine to get your hands on games a little bit before they come out. And there's been quite a quite a few big ones. You mentioned a few already. One I'm particularly interested in is uh, Wolfenstein, which has a lot of buzz around it. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, the one I was definitely looking forward to playing as well. However, now that I've actually played it, I it was the kind of situation where I don't exactly know what I was expecting, and what I was expecting was more of the same, and since that's what it was, it was just kind of meeting my expectations instead of really exceeding anything and surprising me in any special ways. What is interesting, though, is that they're um, still maintaining their, their same quality of writing and character delivery and voice acting direction that, that uh, they were hitting such a great stride with during that first game. Well, first game, quote-unquote, the first Wolfenstein, mm-hmm. the new order. Um, and in the second one, they seem to be uh, ad- addressing a lot of issues that, that I personally had with the gameplay, but the, the story more or less kind of was the star of the show in the last game and that's that's hard to judge from a uh i got to play for about two hours but i think they intended people to play for an hour and a half through this demo and the two levels they have you go through are anachronistically not connected to one another a huge spoiler happens huge spoiler happens in the two levels they showed for the demo at a event so 
I'm wondering if they really intended that to be the case or not. But uh, there's there's some some fun scenes, some uh, fun and scary scenes that are about as fun and scary as they were in the first game. Except this time they're probably more uh, enjoyably scary for Americans because the Nazis have taken over America, which is an uncomfortable thought considering recent events. And uncomfortable seeing in the game how quite easily many Americans totally humbly welcome their new Nazi overlords. Uh, this game seems to be coming out at uh, it's horrible to say this but at like the right possible time given either the the best or the worst depending on on what public perception has to say of it one could argue that america is most in need of a piece of black comedy can't be fun showing everyone how ridiculous nazi ideology is on the other hand (laughs) if they get it wrong it's going to be extra 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 hurtful on them in this case this right. this could either be a this this is definitely going to be a scandal game but whether or not it's the good or the bad kind of the scandal i'm still holding my breath for uh can i go into detail yes please do okay level two of this uh wolfenstein 2 gamescom public demo uh, involves B.J. Blaskowitz sneaking into a town outside of uh, of a military base in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere in Texas. Like, uh, basically trying to set us in the, the town you see uh, at the side of Route 66 in an old movie. Uh, pure, pure Western, Mideastern, Americana modernity. And... Uh, you walk your way through what is basically City 17 pasted on top of Norman Rockwell poster Americana. Yeah. There's a, a, a robot scanner that photographs you and then pans away from, from the character. Uh, uh, the literal Nazi police are um, not necessarily beating people up in the street, but kind of standing off to the side of the street, uh, uh, maybe paddling their bats in their fists. So you walk down, and literally you no know, more than ten seconds in, our our clansmen in full uh, bedsheet ghost attire, just walking down the street, minding their own business. And like the normalcy that that the game portrays that is really weird. And what I don't know if if the 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 Swedish people who are making the game have have so much of a detailed knowledge on in comparison to the european history you parody blast your way through in the first game mm-hmm. so there's nazi clansmen walking down the street in full attire and there's these hot ass uniforms in the hot ass sun right and they get stopped by a nazi policeman who who quizzes them on how well they're do- doing in their german classes and you hear this like redneck white trash voice shout uh uh the danky sir and and of course the Nazi hates it, like slaps his bat on the asphalt and and shouts, "No, it's 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 Danke," or however the correct actual German pronunciation is. And uh, I was like, "Wow, why do I feel bad for the Klansmen? I don't exactly know in this situation why they're like trying to frame the one horribly racist genocidal party that actually got government power versus the one that didn't is if there's a greater of the two. I don't want there to be a greater of the two evils between those two. You, you know? should never have to choose between Klansmen and Nazis, I feel like. But this, the, the situation they set up had me maybe unintentionally and uncomfortably feeling remorse for the Klansmen who were also getting oppressed by the Nazis. And that's why I think it could be the, the bad kind of scandal. As a lot of people seeing the game maybe not demonize 
even even the racist Nazi Americans as harshly as it could, given modern contexts that maybe the developers couldn't foresee uh, uh, six months to a year ago. But right. given the timing of the game's launch is going to be really uncomfortable. Well, we'll see where a America is at that point in time when the game is released. But it is a, uh, as you say, it's a funny thing that's it doesn't shy away from any of this controversy. It seems like it throws you yeah, right into the middle of it. It really doesn't, and the first game didn't either. Like I don't, I don't know if I already asked if I could curse. I guess I'm allowed to mention the Holocaust at this point. The first game <laughs> has an actual, real concentration camp level, and it's like. Well, like I've actually, since arriving here, have talked to a lot of German fans of mine who enjoyed the first Wolfenstein game Mm -hmm. and appreciate it for what it does, but actually couldn't finish playing through that chapter. And and now I'm thinking with with the stuff the Nazis are up to in America, they're up to no good and occupying people and quizzing them on their German in the streets. But they've also re-implemented slavery, which is something that I really (laughs) don't want to like have to dwell on. And in, in, in a fun shoot 'em up video game, but doing that like creates camp. It it might end up being a good outlet for it if it's like enough of a campy social commentary, like many games have been in the past. Right. Just as a consumer, having gotten your hands on it, does it feel like something that you would be interested in, or is it a little bit too hot for the moment? No, no. I think it's something I'd be interested in, and if anything, I'm actually not necessarily worried about the topics that they're. Uh, picking being hot for the moment but i I worry if the characterization is um gonna still remain hot during the moment i i don't know how much of the first game you've played but it seems like in the introduction levels of the second game they expect you to know a lot of the characters from the first game Mm -hmm. they expect you to keep in mind a lot of the really weird surreal magical plot tricks that the the first game took halfway through there's a lot of the first game's maybe more unflattering final moments that are going to get picked up and right in the very beginning. There's characters and jargon getting tossed around that uh, doesn't doesn't seem set up well or like it'll hit as hard the second time as it did the first. Gotcha. Unless they they just try to shock people, which they can do, which definitely worked. I was shocked <laughs> and uh, might work out well for them, but... I I feel that the first Wolfenstein game was so close to being bad, it uh it it very narrowly avoided it through through absolutely excellent presentation and writing and voice acting and music, but right. but the level design and the gameplay in many ways re- represent a regression of the FPS genre, whereas a lot of other action games seem to be embracing more systems driven than story driven premises that are turning out to be quite fun and popular. Well, it remains to be seen, and it is a very fine line, so we'll see when it comes out. Uh, we can change tacks a little bit and uh, maybe talk about some of the other games you got your hands on, anything that, um, anything in particular that you feel like uh, stuck out. What's, what's been your highlight so far of the games that you've actually been able to touch and play? Uh, a Hat in Time was totally the highlight. That was the one that surprised, that expected. That, that exceeded the expectations, that was not exactly what I expected it to be, but was still honestly better than what I expected it to be. Given the game's incredibly long development cycle, I was easy to expect it to have been languishing in some development hell. Instead, what ends up being on the show right now is an extremely polished product. Uh, given the, the recent flop of, of ukulele, 
to uh, make a sales or critical splash for reviving old 90s platform collect-em-ups. Mm-hmm. I, I was expecting a hat in time to represent many of uh, the, the, the parts of that nostalgia genre people don't want to remember, which is what ukulele might have made a mistake for. Uh, unlike ukulele, the game was super easy to control. There weren't any weird camera issues going on. The, the presentation is is absolutely adorable. I, I laughed out loud many times. The uh, level they're demoing at Gamescom that I played was Murder on the Owl Express, which mm-hmm. got me excited because uh, they made a very, very well-done trailer highlighting this level earlier. The whole level is an homage to the uh, level of the, the Milkman Conspiracy from Psychonauts. And it's an amazing coincidence that I was actually writing about Psychonauts in an article literally days before playing the Psychonauts tribute level. But for people who know that gag, that reference, that that was a lot of fun to enjoy. No worries, no worries. Sorry about that. Um, The premise is that you uh, are on a train where a murder has occurred. You gotta track down who done it, right? Right. They uh, have you collecteth on your way through each room, finding clues. But you're not really finding clues through looking at an environment of cluttered objects and picking stuff up so much as you're finding clues by actually doing fun puzzle platform levels. Uh, the clues are more or less the collectible rotating in the air at the end of the the series of obstacles you jump over, and maybe wallpapering the textures surrounding the cube room around your clue is uh, like a fun texture gag, making a joke about the murder. There's tons of great dialogue, great voice acting. The visual presentation is a lot slicker than in previous years that they've shown. Mm-hmm. The game is absolutely smooth to look at everything looks like uh it it has its place like it has weight i saw nothing wrong with the animations no 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 one's clothes were clipping through their other clothes well we are getting close to the release of this game because a hat in time is due to be released on october 5th i believe so we're only yeah uh, we're only a little ways out so it's good that they that they are showing a product that's pretty close to being it's gonna be the end of an era when this thing (laughs) launches (laughs) like like, I think this game's development cycle was longer than a presidential term. It's <laughs> This was one of the first Kickstarter success stories, and now they're finally getting around to actually uh, seeing it through. And hopefully they see it through. I, I have nothing to complain about the demo I played today, except, I don't know, really weird nitpicks, like like not enough of a process of logic to solving this mystery, but I think that's not the point. I think when playing the game in full, the context is going to show that it's more about platforming than the story, but it's going to do a cute-ass job either way. It seems that platformers are kind of back right now, especially with nostalgia. We're seeing Sonic Mania did so well. Crash Bandicoot's been on the top of the charts for the UK charts for two months now or something insane like that. Uh, do you feel like this is a good time for a hat in time? To, <laughs> so many so many time references. Uh, but does this feel like a good time for a hat in time to come out? I think so. I think so. Uh, people who were kids when late 90s and 64 collectathon platformers were growing up are now... I mean, this naturally happens, right? Every 30 years, there's they they pick a new decade of nostalgia to mine in the pop culture, and now we're, we're mining late 90s kids. So uh, it nicely correlates with, I guess, those late 90 kids growing up, uh, uh, maybe not having a lot of money to throw around, but at least enough on video games to uh exploit us <laughs> that's the key 
another yeah. platformer that a lot of people are excited about is the uh, new Super Mario Odyssey. And they announced a new uh, level, or introduced a new level, I guess is a better way to phrase that, at Gamescom. Have you had a chance to play Super Mario Odyssey at all or seen anything from Nintendo? Unfortunately, that I have not. I did not bother booking appointments with Nintendo because I, I probably, <laughs> I might have a case of, of imposter syndrome and think I'm not a big deal big enough deal to do that but i i filled up my schedule even before thinking about it with a whole lot of other games i was interested in i had a friend play it though and they had no complaints they loved it yay <laughs> yeah they uh asked me so george what is your favorite mario platformer that is 3d and i answered mario 64 the explanation he gave me was that it feels like a combination of all the good parts of mario 64 with mario sunshine uh you've got intriguing open levels that are very vertically oriented with a lot of bounceables uh but also in a big city that feels sandboxy, which makes sense because he played the new Donk City level, and oh my god, that's such a beautifully stupid name. Um, <laughs> honestly, like, who doesn't both complain and love new Donk City <laughs> at the same time? It's it sounds like a Wesley really Snipes truly... movie from like 1998. N- new Donk City, that yeah, <laughs> starring like like Tim Allen. <laughs> Uh, uh, of the big studios that are the, or the big gaming companies that are there, uh, between Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, has any of those three distanced themselves? Are they still kind of neck and neck at this point? I feel like at E3, Nintendo kind of stole the show, and I'm not sure if that's the same over at Gamescom. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know if I've been paying that much close attention to them either. I've been mm. spending a lot of time with more mid-range, uh, mid-budget projects like uh, The Hat in Time and The Wolfenstein than, than I have at really <laughs> that I have at the press conferences of the big three console gaming manufacturers whose 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 shows typically anger me. Anyways, that's that's <laughs> that's a whole other topic. There's a huge ass chunk of. Uh, of hall number seven that is basically blue because it's all lit up by Sony mm-hmm. uh, booths. And I did get to play actually a bit of uh, Skyrim VR at the Sony booth. Um, but you said that wasn't of, uh, great, correct? What do you think of Skyrim VR? Oh, oh, sorry. I think my my crappy student internet Wi-Fi in this crappy student apartment cut you out there. Can you repeat that? No problem. What do you think of Skyrim VR? I, I think I remember you saying it's a beginning. mess. Yeah, is it? <laughs> it's, it's, oh God, they accidentally might've made a pile of garbage. I like my jaw actually dropped. So, okay. Uh, where to even start? Let's start. They, they have the settings all completely down to the lowest possible to get the game running. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's a shame because Skyrim is a very beautiful, very immersive game. Not just world, but game. There's uh, so many good things to look at wherever you pull your camera angle in Skyrim that seeing an extremely suboptimal version of what you know could be there in front of your face is inherently disappointing, for me at least. Maybe maybe you shouldn't be, but don't be George. Um, <laughs> secondly, you teleport. Uh you teleport using your right PlayStation Move wand, which is what they call those. Um, you point at the ground, 
press a button on a controller you can't see that's covered in the wrong button you might accidentally press instead to to instantly teleport towards a uh, maybe eight foot radius in front of you. Mm, eh, let's okay. say six foot, six and a half. You can instantly teleport into a six and a half radius wherever you wave your right wand, which uh, is not necessarily game breaking, but it's definitely game exploiting. There were archers who were firing at me, and I was like, I was like Goku from Dragon Ball Z, just like zipping in and out <laughs> of existence, teleporting to the other side of the frame every single time the arrow was supposed to actually hit my body. What a bizarre uh, thing to you, include in a Skyrim game. <laughs> Why in the world? I guess it's a new form of dragon shout. That this is this is your new power. Your your guy shouts the draglish word for teleport, and they just turn into Dragon Ball Z characters zipping in short intervals, but at basic teleportation speeds. <laughs> so it's completely unimmersive and doesn't fit the theme and doesn't look appropriate and doesn't make sense in gameplay wise. It doesn't make sense visually wise, and I hate it. I've never been a fan of teleporting. Oh my god. Anyways. So I, I understand that it's kind of a necessary evil for a lot of VR developers who want to prevent motion sickness. But for whatever, I've, and I've never been a, opposed to the idea of just having options for teleporting in addition to traditional locomotion. But for the purposes of this demo at Gamescom, they used a method of locomotion in VR that I absolutely loathe and despise and hope is not the hole we go down. They also have you waggling your sword for melee combat, which is like another joke of an image I was looking at. Uh <laughs> You waggle your sword kind of three feet in front of you at arm's length distance. The PSVR is capable of tracking that. So you have an unlimited flamethrower in your other hand. You just kind of like point your fingers at the bad guy, press a button. That shoots a flamethrower in their direction. You wave your sword with your other arm <laughs> so that if they make it through the flamethrower, they just kind of walk into your waggle point. You know, the, the waggle point. It's, it's the tip of the sword waggling throughout the air. And yeah, it's standard sword right fighting. Into it yeah. it's, it's still Skyrim. They don't have great AI, and they don't know that you're playing with VR controls, so they didn't change the AI uh, at all to compensate for this incredibly drastic change in control scheme for the combat. Now, in order to make all of this work in a show setting for, for Gamescom, they give you unlimited health, uh, unlimited mana, um, I think they disabled the inventory screen button on the controller and also had a guy tap me on the shoulder and say, there's no need to loot. Don't loot. It only takes time. Every time I stopped to like look at the contents of a shelf and smell the roses of a very immersive game that I was very immersively trying to immerse myself into. So on top of not really being that great of a transition to VR, they did a terrible job setting up a demo station to get people in the mood, which... Which I guess makes sense, given the concessions that they're making. But at that point, I'm wondering why I even bother demoing Skyrim VR at all. Yeah, it sounds like it doesn't even really feel like Skyrim at that point. Because half of the game, for me at least, is going around and exploring the world and looting. So. Yeah, walking around a snowstorm at night in Skyrim with no music on is peaceful, relaxing, meditative. On the other hand, teleporting in like three foot intervals with your screen like either snapping to black or snapping to an instant new view through a snowstorm at night with no music is not gonna as as close as it would be to enhancing that experience it's i really don't think it is yeah it seems like they kind of missed out on capturing the essence of what skyrim is but say it's you. only because of the teleporter like i swear the teleporter is something that like, i 
I, I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know if I'm allowed to live in a world where this is becoming normal. <laughs> we set an awful president. Some games have figured it out. Yeah, well... Sorry. No, 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 it's fine. I mean, it can work for certain games, but if it fundamentally changes yeah. the concept of what you're playing, then... Go play Farpoint. Play RE7. They work fine in VR, and and uh, as long as there's some effort put forth to make it work without motion sickness, it can be done. And it kind of has to do with the player's posture, the controller, the speed of the character moving, and the stuff that you're seeing in front of your face in the headset, but it can be done. Right. And I feel like they could have really gone the extra mile with Skyrim VR that they did not. This is very disappointing to me, but I... Again, it remains to be seen. I've never really been a fan of previews, so what am I doing here? <laughs> oh, no, that's a, that's a terrible question then. Uh, because we're right about in the middle of Gamescom right now. Um, so you still have a couple more days there. What are you looking forward to that you haven't gotten your hands on yet? Stuff that's going to take really long lines like uh, Nintendo and Microsoft and Sony stuff. I want to go back to the Sony VR booth and play a game that... Uh, <laughs> play a game that the guy who gave me the Skyrim demo recommended I play instead. Uh, something called um, Bravo Team, I think. Mm-hmm. The, the the poster art they had just looked like some utterly generic policeman tactical cop shooter game. But the thing is that when I stepped out of the Skyrim demo, the guy like looked at me and grimaced and was like, oh, what did you think? And I kind of looked back and grimaced and was like, I don't know. <laughs> and then he... He tapped me on the shoulder and was just kind of like shook his head, was like, yeah, I know. You should play that one next time instead. So that's coming from a voice I trust at this point. Someone who suffered through through that with me is someone who probably knows which VR demo and the thing and the place they're working in that week is the good one. Uh, so I'm looking forward to checking that out. I, I might give Super Mario Odyssey a try, but that's the sort of case where it's such a done deal that it's probably for sure going to be fine no matter right. what, that I, I don't exactly feel like I would have much to uh, to to report to the world if I spent two to three hours waiting in line for 30 minutes of that. Uh, let's see. There's The Evil Within 2, which I'm interested in waiting in line for. That might be different from the from the first game might not i don't know the first game was another case of of something coming so awfully close to being bad except in this case it actually may might have sunk below that level which only means that it was just so close to being good uh and i'm wondering if they make the second game more survival or or oriented more uh more kind of inventory systems driven less linear or uh, less fast-paced and loud because that's not how they marketed the first game, but they realized a lot of people wanted that experience in the process. Meanwhile, indies have been killing it with the kind of horror AAA can't make and right. desperately needs to capitalize on. As seen with the success of RE7. Attention, everyone. Well, it sounds like you get your work cut out for you for the next couple of days, and there's still quite a bit to see. I hope you're wearing comfortable Woo! shoes and you're stretching it out. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so happy I'm wearing comfortable shoes. <laughs> But it can't be that bad from here on out. I mean, even though I lost my bags, one of the first things I did to make uh, the horror of, of being in a foreign country with only two pairs of clothes uh, was was go to a grocery store and buy four jugs of Nutella. <laughs> when in Germany? I'm, I'm bringing this stuff home. I'm definitely keeping some of it for myself, but it's, it's so much better than the stuff we get in the States. Uh, the Nutella in America is, is watered down to meet 
federal regulations for how chocolate has to all taste the same. Nutella in Europe, on the other hand, woo! You're getting it straight from the source. Real deal. (laughs) It blows your hair back. It really did. Like the waiter was actually laughing at me. Like I had a bite of Nutella and kind of had to shake a bit in the seat. And I uh, asked him, wait, is this just regular Nutella from the store? And he was like, he laughed and said, yeah, question mark. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much, George, for coming on. I really appreciate the time that you've uh, given us and best of luck with the rest of your excursion. Oh, I'm going to need it. I bet. Stay safe. I, I did my hiking day in the mountains without any uh, without any fresh clothes to change into when I was done. It was a nightmare. Oh, God. I even live. Well, at least you have your bags now. So. I have my bags. <laughs>